Hello. Hi. Uh, so, welcome to a very special edition of the Weirdest Thing podcast. Yes, um, this is the after-school special of the Weirdest Thing podcast. Yeah, the very, yes. the very important <laughs> message after-school special here. Um, I'm uh, one of your hosts, Scotty Milder. I am your other ghost host, Amelia Amporo, and I, we actually are ghost hosts yeah. this week. Yep, yeah. because we've got a special surprise for you guys. As you know, we've been moving to a. Uh, I was about to say bi-weekly, but that's not right. Bi-monthly. We've been moving to like releasing episodes every other week, but we're surprising your guys' ear holes this week with a very special episode of the Weirdest Thing (laughs) podcast. Uh, And we have two guests today uh, on the show, two of my very, like most favorite people in the entire world. Do you want to introduce them, Scotty, or should they introduce themselves? Uh, Let's let's hear some mystery voices. So uh, (laughs) just start talking, guys. Don't cry for me. I'm already dead. <laughs> that would be the dulcet tones of uh, TV's own Chad Brummett. Yep. Something in my teeth. <laughs> Maybe. Albuquerque, Albuquerque personality and legend, Chad Brummett. And then, uh, and, and then and what's going I don't on? Really sound like <laughs> I don't yeah. really sound like <laughs> And then those are the uh, equally dulcet tones of uh, actor extraordinaire, theater Ooh. artist extraordinaire, uh, Abe Jalot. What's up, everybody? So, Hi. Yeah. Hi. And we're, <laughs> and we're uh, yeah, so we're this this episode, I believe, is coming out like just a few days before Halloween. So this is yes, we're gonna be telling some personal uh scary ghost stories yeah hopefully scary yeah we wanted to take a little bit of time because uh everybody on this on this zoom session i believe has a personal spooky either paranormal ghostly creepy story and we thought that it would be uh super fun to all get together get around the virtual campfire if you will and uh share our spooky stories with you i'm so excited yeah yeah (laughs) has already given us sound effects i think that's actually more accurate yeah that's it all right well uh should we just dive in i guess so okay so let's dive we're doing the dive okay so i'm gonna start with my scare i have two short scary let me say this one is scary (laughs) (laughs) one is scary the other is like a ghost a ghosty story so i'll start with the less scary ghost story okay uh and this takes place back in gosh i guess it would have been 2004 2005 uh when i was working in virginia i was working for a very old theater company there uh there's a big debate about whether or not barter theater is the oldest or the second oldest continually running theater in the country and so long history and in its history, I think we are currently on the, our barter is currently on their fourth artistic director, like mm-hmm. people who pop into that position, just like stay in that position. Yeah. Um, so I was a barter player. I was part of the theater for young audiences company. And we lived in this thing called the barter Inn, and it was this, I don't remember exactly what the original purpose of the building was, but it was essentially like dorm rooms, right. That we had, but it was a very, very old building mm-hmm. that they housed all of the barter players in. And then the people who came in just to do like one show creepy building already, like lots of floors and creaky stairs and basements and all that. But I, it was, I was there, it was probably within my first like month or two of me being there. And I 
was like sleeping in my room one night and I had this dream that I woke up and that there were, uh, like two or three men in my room and they were like leaning over the bed and Ugh. like looking at me and they were dressed kind of old timey ish. Like they weren't in super modern clothing or anything like that. And I was like, what's going on? And I like, but I remember in the dream that like, I saw them and I wasn't scared. Like they were, they were not at all threatening. Mm-hmm. Were they like old men or? Or just like they were older men, yes, they were older, old timey men. <laughs> <laughs> Amelia, let's just again, this is what happens when you live in a theater, yes, like, yes, you, like it was the other company members <laughs> drunk and like, <laughs> they like you know, baby powdered themselves and everything got into the costume loft. If they have access to makeup and props and costumes. <laughs> Yeah, totally them. (laughs) Um, So like in the dream, I remember like waking, like I remember like waking up and seeing them and again, wasn't scared or anything, Mm -hmm. but I was like, huh, this is definitely strange. Now I wear glasses and, you know, normally during the day I wear contact lenses. And so when I, I remember that in the dream, I like opened my eyes and they were blurry. Like I couldn't see them very well. Yeah. And one man, the guy who's like, they were sort of, you know, in like a, like a, a, like a pyramid, like a V, right? So like one at the forefront and then the other two were sort of like flanking him on either side. And I remember the one in the middle, like leaned down and, and he was like, you know, he was like, sorry, we didn't mean to startle you. There's nothing to be afraid of. And, you know, again, in my dream, I was like, okay. And then I was like, I, you know, I start, I think I started like, I was like, I can't see or something like that. And in the dream guy in the middle grabbed my glasses off of my nightstand and put them on my face. Oh, shit. And, (laughs) (laughs) and, uh, and I was like, thank you. And he was like, you're welcome. And he said, we're all very excited that you're here. Oh, Oh, I was like, I was like, okay, thanks. Wow. And then I was like, okay. And I like, you know, went on about my dream business the next morning. I woke up and like, as I was like slipping out of sleep into consciousness, I like the dream came back to me and I was like, God, that is so what a weird dream. And when I fully woke up, I went to grab my glasses, but they were already on my my face. Oh (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Damn. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You You know what I, you know what I think it is? Hmm. Uh, I, I don't think there were ghosts. I think you had a men in black encounter. Well, Maybe. and then listen, <laughs> listen to this. So this was, like I said, within maybe my first, like first month or so of being there. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until a little bit later that I saw, I ended up seeing a portrait of the original founder and artistic director of Barter Theater, Robert Porterfield, and realized that that was in fact the man in my dream. No. Okay. So I take it yep. back. That, that was totally <laughs> close. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yep. That's nuts. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think you've ever told me that story. That's crazy. Yeah. I was like, okay, well, glad you guys are glad <laughs> that I'm here. <laughs> yeah. It could have gone the other way. They're like, hey, right. turn back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah turn right. Glasses too. So you can see how to get out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that is my, I didn't expect for that to be kind of spooky, but I guess it was. My second one is uh, my more spooky. And my Wait, that's character. the not spooky one? That was the that's not yeah. spooky <laughs> man. That's pretty creepy. <laughs> I mean, it's like, and then, and then you have like a secondary, um, 
almost experience <laughs> about the first experience. I think that's yeah. what when you yeah. have like this weird affirmation experience afterwards always like trips you well, up like oh yeah. I mean, yeah, because you've got the glasses, but then that, like, even though I hate the fucking movie, like where you're saying, you know, seeing the picture at the end is totally like The Shining, you know, Mm -hmm. Reese Jack in the picture. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I and it was it was a very like, I just imagine a slow zoom in <laughs> on well, it's the picture not because it's like a giant portrait, like a giant painted portrait of like Robert. It's like Porterfield. a big zoom out so we can see the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, and it was. Glasses. I guess I, I guess I say that it's like not spooky because it didn't feel like it felt they were very welcoming. Yeah. It didn't, feel creepy um you know i didn't have anything that was like what the fuck is going on here it was really it felt like they were like hi like we just wanted to we're excited that you're here and that's nice (laughs) (laughs) yep uh okay my second ghost story is um this is also also a theater ghost story (sighs) was when i was in college at texas tech in lubbock i did three years at texas tech for anybody who who doesn't know that about me um and the the theater department had two stages like we had the big main stage and then a small black box, I believe called the lab. Mm-hmm. And from stage right of the lab, there was a staircase that went down and hit a landing. And from that landing, if you turned left, you could go up another flight of stairs that would take you to like the green room, the dressing rooms and that kind of stuff. But you could also hit that landing and then continue to go down into like the basement of the theater building. Mm -hmm. And that's where the costume shop was like the lighting lab was down there, that kind of stuff. So one night, Hold on just a sec. Donia. (laughs) You got to cut it out, man. You're killing me. You're killing me. Okay. (laughs) Please leave that in, Scotty. Oh, I've got to. (laughs) She's chewing on her antler and it's just like, and I'm like, I can't fucking deal with this right now. She's going to go right back to it. Okay. So yeah, so you've got this staircase that goes down, like I said, goes down from the backstage of the black box theater, hits a landing. You can go up to the dressing rooms and green room or continue going down, but you you hit that landing every time. It was tech. We were in tech rehearsals for something, which you all, I think almost everybody here, except for maybe Scotty knows that like tech rehearsals, especially in college were just brutal. Remember that they were like 18 hours long and- I just stuff. I just remember all my actor friends in college, like the week of tech, they would disappear. And then like the next time I'd see them, they just look like they came out of a foxhole or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. like, they were like drinking the whole time, too, I think. So like, <laughs> like yeah, that's a great excuse like to, to do <laughs> <laughs> a great excuse to do something late afterwards, you know? Yeah, yeah and like, you had hey. to, right? Like, you had to be like, we got to go drink. I need, like, I need, like, chips and queso and lots of drinks directly after tech rehearsal. Yeah. So we had done that. And for whatever, you know, again, it's tech. So we'd, ex- we'd been expected to be there, like, all day. We always came with, like, lots of supplies and stuff. And for whatever reason, I had brought my pillow that time. I guess I was like, well, I'll probably sleep at some point and I'll like take mm-hmm. a nap, you know, in between the, in the rows of the seats or whatever. So 
I had my pillow and we had done just that, Abe. We had like gone out and gotten food and drinks and stuff afterwards. And it wasn't until after that, that I was like, fuck, I left my pillow at the theater. And I was with somebody who was like, I have keys. I'll let you back in. We can go back in there. Set up for a slasher movie here. Precisely. Right. Right. So (laughs) I was like, okay, cool. Awesome. Yes. Take me back. So it was like me, whoever it was who had the key and maybe one other person, maybe. So we go in, we like, uh, they, they open up the theater we all go traipsing in there and the other people, I think it was two other people that I was with. They stay like essentially like in the house of that little black box theater. So they're like mm-hmm. in the seats or whatever on the stage and like only the fluorescents are on. Right. And again, right. if you've ever been backstage, there's no lighting, like it's fucking dark. Yeah. Um. So they've just turned on the, the work lights and I was like, it's okay. Like, it's fine. I know where my pillow is. It's right backstage. I'm going to go grab it. And it had been stage right. So I go back there and I'm like rooting around for it and I can't find it. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, where is this fucking pillow? And finally I find it and it's close over to the staircase. Mm-hmm. So I go to grab it and I bend down and I'm like looking down when I go to grab it. And then I feel just the overwhelming sense of like being watched. Ugh. Just like hair on the back of my neck standing up. And I was like, what is happening? And I look, and from where I am, because I'm essentially like right at the top of that staircase, I look down and it's dark. There's like a little bit of light spillage, but it's mostly dark. This is down and into the basement? Down into oh, the basement. No. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, no. And I'm like, there's nothing there. Like, there's nothing there. There's nothing there. This is silly. I'm being silly. And I look up to like look down the staircase and I don't know what it was, but I could see the like faint outline mm. of something like crouched at the bottom Ooh. of no! the stairs. God, and I, I was like, <laughs> grab the pillow, get the foot. I think I just started screaming. And of course, whoever was in the theater also just started screaming. And like, there was no discussion of what had happened. We just all started screaming and just like, like oh ran God. out. Yeah, but it was whatever was down there was like humanoid in form, Oy. but not a human being. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. As when you yeah. said the word crouched, Chad yeah. literally recoiled <laughs> from his camera. <laughs> no way. No. Leave this stupid pillow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can Setting buy you a up. pillow. It was setting you up, Mel. It was setting you up. It's so freaky. Yeah. And then I had mentioned that story to somebody else, uh, you know, like the next day or something. And they were like, oh, wow, really? And I was like, yeah. And they were like, oh, you need to talk to like Ryan, what's his face or whatever and get his story. And apparently that story was that dude was going there's a, you know, again, there's a railing on the stairs, then you hit the landing, then you go down the other set of stairs. That guy had been going downstairs And I think it was like during a show or something. No, this is what he was supposed to do because he was supposed to like come back around and and enter from the lobby entrance. So he was supposed to like go down the first set of stairs, hit the landing, and then go back up the other stairs that went to like the green room and stuff. Mm -hmm. And he has his hand on the wall and he's going down so that he can like hit the little landing and he knows to turn left and go. Mm -hmm. And he's going down the stairs and he's going down the stairs and he's like, what the fuck? What is going on? And he said that the next thing he knew, he was in the basement of the theater. 
Like he Ooh. never hit the landing. Oh. Yeah. And he was like, what? something wanted me down there. Ooh. Oh my God. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's like, that's even, yeah. Yeah. yeah there was something, intense. there was something like sinister in the lobby of that theater building or in the basement wow. of that theater building. Yeah. Ooh. And that's in Lubbock. Of yep. all places, wow. Yeah, so I guess if you're listening from Lubbock <laughs> and you're a theater major. <laughs> Don't go in the, the basement. basement. Yeah. yeah, yeah, best of luck, I guess, guys. <laughs> wow. All right, those are my spooky stories. Uh, that, wow, good job. I, I don't think I've heard, like, we've told each other so many stories over the years, but I don't think you've told me either of those. Mm-hmm. So that, that was exciting. Yeah. What is the name of that theater in Lubbock? I want to like look up the history of it now. I feel like it's, I'm going to look it up because it was just like the university theater department's theater. You know what I mean? There's like a crazy, like, like chemo theater story, you know, like there's, there, mm-hmm. I wonder if there's like something like that, that like some yeah. bad that in the basement. Or- yeah. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. is like, that's the, that's the weird thing too, is, you know, I'd like, if you believe in ghosts and all that stuff, like, yes, it could definitely be like the haunting of somebody, but it just felt like it didn't feel like someone down there. It felt like something Ugh. down there. That's yeah. some paranormal activity stuff right there. Yeah. 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 Totally. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Oh. All right. Yeah, that one got my heart going, man. <laughs> Every time we talk about this, I get a certain way. That's oh, what man. that's what it's supposed to do, though. I hope people yeah. are like listening to this in the dark. If you're listening oh, to yeah. this on your morning commute, you're doing it. Uh, wrong. You're doing it wrong. <laughs> and I'm like in like a dark closet, so I'm like starting to look over my shoulder. Like that. <laughs> that's Abe. That is me every time Scotty starts telling a spooky story because I'm usually turned around so that I like the windows in my house are in view, and I'm just like. <sighs> <laughs> like convinced that I'm going to see like a little black eyed child. Like, yeah. My, when I did the black eyed children's story, I think I literally like created a phobia in Amelia. <laughs> I was just yeah. so like, I just knew that I would be like sitting there listening to you and just catch something like, you know, like out yeah. of the corner of my eye. But to be honest, nobody can see this. Well, I guess you'll kind of see it if you post that picture that you took of us, Scotty. But mm-hmm. I can see into your kitchen and there's always a part of me that is convinced that I'm going to see somebody like <laughs> yes. want, like wandering yeah. in. <laughs> that I'm going to be like, yes. behind you. Well, I was, I was, this is like a total aside, but I was doing a Zoom session with students uh, a few months back and it was at night and I was, you know, talking and I'm looking at the screen and the shadow moves in the kitchen behind me and it like moves back and forth like three times. And I start, mm-hmm. I was just like, what the fuck? Turn around. It's my fucking dog. <laughs> trying to get up on the counter because if you guys left Uh, some some cheese out or something (laughs) yeah do it man those dogs my dog loves cheese (laughs) does your dog love cheese let us know in the comments (laughs) (laughs) like i'm i know he knows the word cheese for sure yeah he's gonna be scratching at the door in a second then and he's gonna scratch at the scariest moment of your story. <laughs> and then from behind. Came up. And then you guys will hear me squeal, like literally squeal. <laughs> yeah, just a high pitched.
All right, Abel, I think you're up. All right, man. Um, so this story is a three-parter and not because of any other thing than it was just a, a series of random, seemingly random events that mm-hmm. that all started to feel a lot similar. So when I was in my early teens, 12 or 13, and I had never had any sort of experiences with anything like this, um, but during the day, not during the night, during the day, I went into uh, like a, an extra room that we had that had like a TV. It wasn't quite the living room, but like my sister was too young, I think, at the time to really even have her own room sort of mm. thing. So yeah. we'd go in there and and there was like one of those TVs that had a VCR in it. And I was watching The Empire Strikes Back, Star mm. Wars. And mm. um, as I'm putting the cassette in, and I've watched it a million times at this time, but as I'm putting the cassette in, there's a mirror that's like to my left, no more than uh, three and a half feet away. And as I'm putting the cassette, I'm getting ready to sit in the chair and out of the corner of my eye in the mirror, I feel that I see uh, something, but it's not something that I made out very clearly the first time I looked at it. It was like something that maybe it could have been like a fly. It could have easily mm-hmm. been a fly in the mirror and and got my attention like that, right? Yeah. And so... I look and I thought that I saw something. And so I like so my instinct is to look in the direction of what I think I saw in the mirror, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so when I look over there, I see the best way I can describe it is as it's as if I have uh what do you what do you call it when you see like a little dark spot in your eye? A floater, a floater. Yeah, a floater. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I I I see what looks kind of like a floater in a human like a humanoid type form oh my and god i fucking get so scared and i start <laughs> screaming and it's the middle of the day and there are people in my house okay like this is not some fucking it wasn't sorry i wasn't even at night <laughs> it was like in the middle of the day and i start screaming and i run out of the room and i am like hyperventilating and i tell them that that i saw someone in the room my mom gets so scared my dad brings out a knife it was the whole thing (laughs) (laughs) like a kitchen knife like he was like i'm gonna go take this on and i guess people believe me this is the middle of the day so uh they go and they don't see anything but my reaction to to what i saw was so real that they really thought that like they also were like what happened to you like what just happened Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i was like this is what happened and i know how crazy it sounds but this is what happened you know so like my mom went to go talk to a priest you know (laughs) 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 like saw the exorcist and she's like nope we're not going there nip this in the bud right right now so we talked to a priest and there was some some stuff that was done and that's it that was the end of it and it never quite i i stayed i remember staying away from that room for a really long time not going back there because i was just kind of like freaked out by the whole thing yeah Mm -hmm. right and then enough time had passed like uh like five years had passed and i didn't even think about that thing anymore like it it wasn't even something that i Mm -hmm. thought about and i'm almost like a deja vu moment i'm uh I'm putting in another, it wasn't another, uh, another Star Wars movie, but it was, it was just another cassette and I can't remember what might've been blade or something. Yeah. Um, and, um, <laughs> I'm putting it in and I get this feeling like kind of what Amelia was saying, like something like I'm being watched 
and I start remembering and I start telling myself, hey, you worked that out. It was yeah. your imagination. <laughs> Everything is good. There's no need for you to think that anything's happening right now. And so I remember pep talking to myself and I didn't <laughs> want to look in the mirror for some reason because I was just feeling really heavy. And I said, okay, here's what's going to happen. You're going to look over there. There's going to be nothing. So I look and there's not nothing. There's a fucking reflection in the mirror again. Boom. And I turn and I can't even yell because I'm so scared. And I start running out of my room and this thing like moves quickly. No, Abe. Oh, shit. And I get so scared that I passed out and my <gasps> brother picks me up out of the room. Okay. True thing. And my brother said that he was about to scare me. And then I ran like a crazy person and like passed out and was like blue in the face. Wow. Whoa. Wow. Holy moly. So my brother was actually going to scare me. So I would have gotten scared no matter what, you know, <laughs> <laughs> me and my brother have a like after I saw this ghost, it was game on for being able to scare me like all the time. <laughs> right. So anyway. which is also just sidebar, like, go, go, go. like a perfect example of like growing up as a kid in a Latino household. It's like this thing <laughs> happened and I'm like really fucked up about it. And the rest of the family is like, fuck, yes. Awesome. Yeah. Now we can fuck with you until the end of time. Totally. Totally. Like like my uncles would make a comment out of it for like several years. after. <laughs> How's it going, Seer? How you doing, Seer? Oh, no. You know, like, yeah. You know, it's not, like, not that different growing up in a Jewish household. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So then that's that's the end of it, right? And my parents eventually move out of that house, and I never, never, never have to think about that moment again. And then 2013, so this is like a lot more recent in my memory. In mm -hmm. 2013, I tell that story to two other people, including my girlfriend. And um, I, t I haven't really shared this with anyone outside my family because I feel kind of embarrassed by it, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I tell it to my girlfriend and she has this look that's like not really skeptical, but like not like being like, today I found out something new about this person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's he, like, okay, so that's... He believes that's, in ghosts. Yeah, no. that's who you are. That's who you are. <laughs> that's who he is. Yeah. So, so uh, anyway, you know, I think that's that's the end of it. And I had one to two dreams when I had left that house while I had moved out to Albuquerque. This is like 2010. And they were just about that same experience. But then I would get taken by this thing and thrown in my bathtub and then wrapped in my bath sheet mm. and then the towel, the, the water would turn on. And I was talking to Ugh. a friend. Yeah, it was, it was like really hard dreams, man. And it was like, that's why when I saw that movie Inception, man, that thing rocked my world because I, <laughs> I had woken up from levels of dreams, you know, like, oh, I, remember, yeah. I remember specifically that I was, I woke up from a dream about having bought a new pair of shoes at that one. So when mm -hmm. I had that dream, I was like, wait, what happened to the, oh my God, I'm being wrapped in a, you know? Yeah. So I talked to some people that were a bit more open about this sort of thing and maybe not as like whatever fundamentalist about how to deal with anything, just, you know, people who had seen something in their own life. And they gave me a lot of great feedback about like making some sort of peace with it, if this is what it was. Yeah. Um, so in the dream after it had wrapped me up, I like it was like a joke. Like I got out of the the thing and I was like, ha ha, I see you in the mirror. 
all good. Just leave me alone. And it was like not happy, but it left me alone. So then uh, fast forward 2014, we're in a completely new house. My girlfriend and I are visiting my parents. It's uh, late. I don't know. It must be for Thanksgiving. It's Thanksgiving. That's what it is. Thanksgiving of 2014. And um, we're getting ready to go to bed. And uh, we have this German shepherd. And he's a pretty mean dog, to be quite honest. He had <laughs> he had a bite count, you know, like he had, <laughs> a, he had a two strikes in Texas. He was he was almost <laughs> done. Um, so he was like he was a good dog in some ways because where my parents <laughs> there's like a lot of wild creatures. So like right. you know coyotes and that stuff. And uh, he came and he he loved me. That dog loved me. So he slept in the room that night and. I was feeling this heaviness again. And mm. I was like, man, this is crazy. And right before my girlfriend goes to sleep, and I don't know why I said this to her, and I wasn't trying to freak her out, but I just said, hey, if something weird happens tonight, it's not a big deal, okay? It's not a big deal. <laughs> oh, my God. And she was like, all right. Was this the so first she, time that she had stayed at your parents' house? Yeah, I think so. But <laughs> oh, my God. I, I, let, I let her know that it was a different house. But, mm -hmm. I, but I got, unfortunately, got the same feeling. Yeah. And I was really freaking out. And there was a window to my right this time. And it's not that you can see a reflection, but there was a window there. So at some ungodly, at definitely after 12 a.m., this German shepherd gets up and wakes us up barking at the at the window, mm. barking, barking, barking. And he has a big lot like, whoa, you know, like he's yeah. a big dog. So I'm pissed and I get him out and I'm like, dude, come on, man. Come on, come on, come on. So I take him out and uh, I leave him outside of, of the room. And I close the door and I go back to sleep. And I don't know at what other time this was, but we are woken up with blasting heat, blasting heat, like very, very hot oh, weird. Uh, air conditioning coming through. Mm -hmm. And Missy wakes up and it wakes me up. And it's like you you just felt hot and really dry. Oh, and nice. And then the ceiling fan start so this ceiling fan has three settings right and it it works with a remote control so fast i mean slow fast fastest and then <laughs> there's another set of uh controls for the light like right. dim dimmer or you know it has a, it has a dimmer so this thing starts turning on and going through all of its cycles of speed just like lights, on its own and just on its own and the lights start turning on no no i'm not making this up i'm not making this while the heat is pouring through and what? it is a crazy Whoa. crazy thing and my girlfriend gets and i one day we if we ever had to do a reboot of this i'll have her <laughs> tell her her end of the story because i'm just telling you what happened to us in a room she could not go back to sleep we left the next day early at 7 a.m to los angeles and the whole flight, we didn't sleep. And I looked at her and I was like, cool. So now you get it. <laughs> now now that, that, that's a real thing. Uh, yeah. That's an experience that we both unfortunately shared. And I'm not uh, like an extra conjurer of these things. I try to think that uh, if you can be done with it, maybe you can be done with it, right? Mm -hmm. But it, it just so happened to happen for the third time in 2014. And I've been sober ever since. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> oh my That's god yeah. i don't like i i mean when i say i don't like i mean i love stories where like something weird starts to happen with electronics <laughs> um someone in high school had told me a story about some like they had a ghost and they said that they were having a sleepover with a friend one night and music started playing in their room and they were like what is going on and they grabbed a flashlight and they were like looking around the room and they pointed it towards the little like boom box that they had and all of the dials on the boom box were just going of their own volition Ugh. like volume tuner everything was just like just like going yeah so, I mean, I, I love them and I hate stories like that. That is so well, because it's, it's something concrete. It's not like, yeah, oh, I saw something out of the corner of my right. eyes that no one else saw. It's like, right. Oh, this like that fan actually turned on like yeah. those lights were flickering, you know, mm -hmm. like, you know, and I've tried to justify my way through the first two stories. But when the third one, when the third incident yeah. occurred, it was a little too hard. And like mm -hmm. the only thing I can think of is that my parents might have changed the water heater but i have no idea if that that would even trigger any sort of electrical malfunction so. i can't yeah. i mean like expert electrician scotty miles are weighing <laughs> like, i can't imagine that the water heater has anything to do with like the yeah. lights or the fan you know right yeah right yeah wow that's Dear fucking Lord. creepy that's Ooh, good now job, it's out Abe. There, man. Now it's out there. I've not, uh, I've, I've not really shared that story at all. There. Have you guys stayed after? Like, yeah, was we've stayed. Was nothing. So, like, it was that. It was just like the spirits were just like, hey, he's not messing around. This is truth. And then your girlfriend <laughs> sees it and you tell, all right, cool, bye. Yeah, they just had your back. You to know that we're not full of shit. Just yeah. watching. They, at least they were they were kind enough to show up and like get me out of like this guy's so exactly. Cool crap, you know, <laughs> so they're they're like Casper, the friendly ghost. They really but... are. They they wanted us to. Are they wanted our trust to grow? That's yeah, what they wanted. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. Yeah. So really, I mean, it is. It the is. Spirits brought you closer together, and so for that we thank them. Thank you, spirits. <laughs> Baby, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> all, right, all right. Oh, my God. Well, Chad. I think you're up now. Um, yeah, so I was working in New York with a paranormal uh, psychologist organization, and we got How's a call one day that the museum, uh, or no, the library in New York was haunted. Some yeah. librarian had like books thrown at her, and this is a Ghostbusters guy. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, wait, <laughs> wait a minute, wait and a minute. Gone was like doing a thing. <laughs> <laughs> No, so honestly, like they're uh, like trying to sort of go through my Rolodex. I have not had a lot of like scary things happen, like ghost stories happen to me that I can be like, oh my God, what is that? Like there's part of the skeptic in me that's like, oh, it was this or oh, it was that. Right. Like I stayed at the St. James Hotel years ago and at like four or five in the morning, I like woke up and I heard what sounded like if you take two poker chips and you like oh. click them between your fingers. Ooh. So like that clicking sound. Mm -hmm. I started hearing that. I was like, what? What's that? That's crazy. 
It could be that, or it could be that a hotel staff member, part of his job overnights is to walk around and click poker chips so that everyone's <laughs> like, you guys do this on your house. Yeah. Um, and for, so, for those of you guys not from New Mexico, just so you know, the St. James is a famously haunted oh, yeah. hotel up in Cimarron, yes. New Mexico, where like back in Old West times, a lot of people shot each other. So. Yeah. There's still like <laughs> bullet holes in the, yeah. in the saloon, like in the ceiling. Um, yeah, it's, so yes, that's cool. Make, that's a cool place. make a little trek to Cimarron simply just to see the St. James Hotel. Maybe it's on it, maybe it's not. Dark tourism. Um, I, mm-hmm. What's that? I said dark, dark tourism. Dark yep. tourism. Well, that's yes. so that's really kind of where my my two cents in this is gonna sort of play into. So my uh, my buddy Tommy and I do a web series called That's Some Scary Shit. There's the yes, yeah. um, and we recently shot at the Painted Lady Bed and Brew which is a, it's not a bed and breakfast. It's mm-hmm. like a bed and breakfast, but instead of breakfast, you get beer. Um, right. The proprietor and owner, Jesse Heron, is, he's like big on craft brews and stuff. So they do like 5 p.m. happy hours with local craft brews. So um, I've known Jesse for a long time, just, you know, from doing various stuff with the Albuquerque Trolley Company and the Albuquerque Tour, which he's responsible for. Which is he awesome. Bought this place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he bought this place like seven years ago and was like renovating it. And throughout the years, it's it's just yeah. I remember when a he, lot of crazy stuff. Yeah, it's it's really uh, crazy. When it's he first like, bought it, it was it was like dilapidated. Yeah, um, and then yeah. like he's really built it up into something. Yeah, it's beautiful. Like what he's been able to do, but it is creepy. So the stuff that we have shot uh, previously, the stuff that I mostly am like behind the camera on and producing, I'm like okay, it could be this, it could be that. The painted lady, I can't explain all the shit that happened there. Um, we, uh, particularly because there was, there was the technological thing that happened. So Tommy, who is really into like the ghost hunting, like he's got the the ghost box, he's got like the, and I can't remember all the gear that he has got, but he has one of those things that uses like the Microsoft connect camera to, to try and find like human forms. Mm-hmm. And so they use this now to see if they can sort of like detect human forms. So yeah. like Tommy's got this thing. Now he charges all the batteries, gets the gear ready for the, the shoot and the investigation. We get there and we're interviewing um, this woman, Samantha, who lives next door to Jesse and is a psychic. She's we're getting her interview, get it all shot out. She's standing near Tommy's gear and she's like, I just like drain batteries. I don't know what it is with me. So we're like, oh, okay. Um, so Tommy goes to fire up the, the camera and it won't turn on. Mm-hmm. Like the, the screen won't turn on. The None of the gear will turn on. Mm. So we're like, okay, maybe it was just a false thing. And maybe the battery is dead. So yeah. we're like, okay, go plug it in. Still will not turn on. Mm. Someone at the shoot was like, hey, you should take it off the property and see if it'll kick on. Just, you know, because that's what happens in like ghost stories, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So we're all like, that's what, okay, whatevs, we'll do it. So we walk out into the street onto Bellama, turns right on. No. Turns right on. We wow. caught it on camera. So it's not just testimony. It's uh, it, we, the whole damn thing. And like Tommy and our other guy that does this, Jordan Jonas, the three of us are like, uh, this is the first time in all of the stuff that we've shot that we're legit like, this is really creepy. Like, this is not, oh, yeah. what was that bump? What was this? It's that thing. Like you're, you're talking about like the lights flickering on or the yeah. knobs turn. It's either yep. on or it's off. That's yeah. Right. That's not right. up for interpretation. Yeah. <sighs> so there's that whole thing that happens. Uh-huh. Um, 
then Samantha is like sort of leading us through one of the rooms that apparently Jesse's, uh, and I think it's suite two or suite three. One of the sofas in there is literally sitting over a blood stain they cannot get out of the wood floor. Yeah, I remember that. What? Yeah, yep. So we we didn't get a shot of it. It's like heavy stuff. We're like, okay, whatever. So Samantha's walking us through this like story of what happens and sort of what she's experiencing, what she thinks happened. She believes that someone was stabbed and shot in this room mm-hmm. and they like sort of like crawled into their death, um, like tried to escape, but didn't make right. it out the door. So while she's talking about this, um, Jordan, who he's the guy that looks like Nikki Six. He's a close-up magician. <laughs> he legit yes, is like yes, a yes. cross between Chris Angel and Nikki Six. Nice. Amazing yes. magician. I'm standing like I'm shooting and looking one way, and I turn and look at Jordan, and he's like, it's, it's getting really hot in here. Like it's, you know, like it's getting warm. And I'm like, well, I mean, yeah, it's hot. It's, you know, but he physically felt in a very short amount of time the temperature increase. Then he starts getting a migraine. <sighs> Then he's like on the verge of passing out. So he's like, I got to go sit outside. Like we have one of these moments where I'm like, do we need to call a Like, is Jordan, are you okay? Like there's physiologically something happening to him. Um, You know, and, and all the investigations, Jordan is always, he doesn't dispel it. He's not like a, a, a a cynic or like a non-believer, but he's a smart ass. Yeah. So he's not the guy that that's going to feign a reaction. He would be the guy that would make a joke about the guy giving the right, reaction right. and like make fun of him. So the fact that he's legit going through this and is like, guys, I need to go sit down. It was like, okay, yet here again, here is another thing that is going on that I have never experienced that like seeing someone have this reaction, having this, you know, electronic reaction. And there was just a number of little things that happened while we were shooting this, that when we were done, I was like, I am never going back there again. Like Jordan and Tommy <laughs> and their significant others are like, we're going to do an overnight there. I'm like, have fun guys. <laughs> I'm sleep under my cross at home yeah. with yeah. Jesus. You, you with Jesus. Hey, Chad, will you do me a favor and like talk to, if you know a little about mm-hmm. uh, a little bit about the history of the painted lady, because it's not like, it's not a new structure that yeah. Jesse built when he bought it. It was, it's, it has a long history, a long yeah. history. So it was a brothel back in the day. It was mm-hmm. a brothel, a saloon. Then later it was a general store. And I think it was from the general store that it like fell sort of into disrepair. Right. But um, it was the swastika saloon. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, um, there were a number of, you know, prostitutes that worked there. There was, allegedly a beheading that happened on the premises. Ooh, I hadn't heard that. I hadn't heard um, that either. I, I think um, something like it, like brutal murders have taken mm-hmm. place there. Not just cowboys shooting each other in the back and one of them dying, like as is the story of TJ at the St. James Hotel. Mm-hmm. This is just to hear Jesse's story in his testimonies. Like Jesse has been on like Ghost Adventures and Hotel Paranormal and some of those, those yep. shows. Mm-hmm. And even when Tommy and I are sitting there interviewing Jesse, we're like, dear Lord, why are you here? Yeah. Like, you know, he, legit he, he revels in it. <laughs> he does. He's yeah, like, he, he loves to, like it. live in a haunted house when he was a kid. I was like, you're wow. nuts, homie. Yeah. <laughs> but that that place, that is the only time that we've sort of been on shoots that, you know, I won't say that I've been a non-believer on the other stuff of like what's happening, but things that I legitimately cannot explain. Like yeah. I could explain some of the things as a cynic not saying that's mm. what it is. Right. But this one, I'm like, this is just weird. 
And yeah. if it's coincidental, that's that's an incredible coincidence. Yeah. Well, um, and the painted lady, ugh. like, I mean, it's Jesse's done an amazing job with it. Yeah. Um, I would I would one hundred percent do an overnight there because have fun with I'm, that Scotty. I am who I am, but like, um, you oh, yeah. you step foot on that property, it's got a vibe. Like, yeah, it does. It definitely. It's, it's a palpable vibe. Yeah, and it's incongruous because he's done a wonderful. It's so lovely. Yeah, it is like such a lovely place. But yeah, you step on it and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He said that it's seen, and he and Samantha both, and Samantha's kind of gone through. And when they did the investigation for Ghost Adventures, they were both saying that like the vibe here is not good. Like there is Mm. there is some real negative energy here. Um, When we went, they so I think they did a cleansing. Jesse legit has a demon box or like a demon catcher thing that they mm-hmm. did a ritual to try and, and trap yeah. demon. Yeah. And he's got it just sitting there. Like Tommy and I were talking about that. It's like sitting in his pantry, like next to his. <laughs> like a rat trap. I remember him yeah, pointing exactly. it out. Yeah. He's, he's got like, you know, his laundry detergent, his demon box, and then, you know, some toilet paper. <laughs> um, but apparently now the feeling is much calmer when we were there for the investigation, it was much calmer. Which again, after just seeing what I'm like, I don't, I don't know how the hell you stayed when, like, if this is calm, I don't want to see yeah. great, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. This was already like, nope, I'm all done. Yeah. I'm like, well, it's beautiful, but it, it freaked me out. I mean, the whole thing about the guy getting the migraine, and you know, the, mm-hmm. the I had something kind of similar happen. I meant to mention on our dark tourism episode, Amelia. Uh, there's a place in LA called the. It's like the. I think it's just like the Los Angeles Police Museum, mm-hmm. and it's an old. It's like an old decommissioned police station. Um, that they've turned into a museum, but they've got all these relics of like, they have all this stuff from like the Patty Hearst kidnapping. But one oh, thing wow. they have is like a bunch of stuff from the North Hollywood shootout. Like they yep. have the body oh. armor the guys were wearing and they wow. have the cars that are all shot up, like sending out back. And it was pretty close to where I lived in LA. So I was like, and um, our friend Corey had gone there and he told me about it. So mm-hmm. I was like, I'm gonna go check this place out. And I went in and within... 20 seconds i was like i'm sick to my stomach like there was just something there i was like i have to leave and then i left i I came back i kind of prepared myself and then went back like a week later but like wow there's just some places you walk into and it's just like there's like you just feel that stickiness of the place Mm -hmm. yeah whether it's like uh whether there's something that happens or not i feel like if there's anything that I can relate to with people when it comes to these sort of things, it's like, have you ever had this feeling? And most people understand that feeling, yeah. mm-hmm. the feeling of just some uh, a heavier thing. And, you know, it's not like uh, it's not like a well, def- culturally well-defined feeling, you know, yet. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I would love to see like how many cultures and what are the words that cultures use for that feeling? I think that would be pretty illuminating on this sort of uh sixth sense that we all have so to speak yeah mm-hmm. yeah 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 because there's definitely like you said there's like everybody everybody like you know even in our stories and it was like felt the you know felt like i was being watched like everybody mm-hmm. everybody mm-hmm. understands that feeling of like what the hell is happening here mm-hmm. yeah you know? i think according it's... to south park it's called the boo-boo jeebies yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i think i think well, I mean... that's the official term even the house I, I live in now that I've been in forever, like, which I'm pretty sure was haunted. 
like I saw a few things. I won't go into like the whole story. Um, but like as much as anything as the house and friends would say this, they come over. It just had a heavy mm-hmm. vibe to it. Like it was mm-hmm. like not pleasant in mm-hmm. a way. But I've been doing all this like remodeling stuff, and like just the feel of the house has changed. So. I wonder with Jesse and the Painted Lady if, like, just just re remodeling it, like you yeah. know, you get rid of some of that. Yeah, that, and then you sometimes stir it up. That's, I mean, did you'll you'll find that like renovations can sometimes. Stir well, when up. I was, did when you we were, did you have anything when you were doing when we were shooting stuff? Dead Billy and we put up all these fake walls and stuff that really stirred stuff up. Really? Wow. Yeah, yeah, and like Corey saw something. I saw a ghost looking at me in bed one night like oh my god yeah and then i was like tear tear those fake walls down (laughs) get those fake walls that's got something upset at me (laughs) we're wrapped yeah it's so weird because the house i'm in now i've had some like weird stuff happen in this house but all of it has again been fairly like a bit like the the barter story um this happened to me last year uh, that I was in, I, I was in my room, I was in my bathroom getting ready for bed and my bathroom has like a water closet, right? So like the toilet mm-hmm. is in its own little separate room. And I was, uh, walking past the door and like my bedroom has the bathroom has two sinks. That's what had happened. And I think I was brushing my teeth and I was backing up into the doorway of the water closet. And I felt very tangibly mm. a hand on my back, mm. like on my shoulder blade, like something yeah. was like, oh, you know, like the way you would feel it like a crowded bar or somebody yeah. or something, no, if you were no, backing up. And somebody yeah. was like, Oop, I'm I remember right you here. telling me that. Yeah. And I was just like, hello. Because <laughs> <laughs> what else would you do? Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, thanks for being you? here. Yeah. <laughs> like oh, I was very thanks like, for being okay. Here. Sorry if I almost stepped on you, but it was, I mean, it was, and, and like, I, even after the moment had passed, I could still just the way it is when like you feel when somebody else touches you that like the, right. the, the sensation kind of lingers. And I was like, okay, yeah, <laughs> but it didn't feel bad it It wasn't threatening no it wasn't threatening it wasn't scary it wasn't anything like that it really felt like whatever ghosty is in my house was just like oh sorry like let me just get past (laughs) you i was like i was like do ghosts commit like accidents do they oh dang i left my my i left my skin visible like somebody somebody ran into me you know like they didn't go through you no they didn't go through me they ran into me she She was brushing her teeth you know like (laughs) yeah like i have a very like like spatially aware ghost that was like sorry like my bad you know and just like he was in the bathroom He's like, I was just going number two. I'm sorry. I'll be done. Sorry, yeah. I'll be done sorry about that. Yeah. 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 It was, well, it was a very strange feeling. And like in this house that I live in now, like, like I said, it had like sort of a, a vibe for a long time, but it was never a threatening vibe. It was kind of a heavy vibe. And it was like, um, more of the, almost like a sad feeling to it. Yeah. You know, not, n- but never threatening. You know, mm. not, not oh. like your theater fucking monster crouching in the shadows. Yeah. I swear, yeah. I'm. I really think that it was a demon. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna make that face, which nobody else could see, but it was. Yeah, it felt. Uh, it like it. It was the strangest feeling because it didn't feel like I was like, oh, there's a monster down there. It mm. was. It. It like. Yeah. It felt. It and it felt 
bad. Like it, mm-hmm. and everything in me was like, get out, get out, get out, get out, go, 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 go. Like just like neon red flashing. Right. Just like, like get out of this space. Male- malevolent. Yeah. 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 And right. uh, yeah. So stay out of basements, I guess. Yeah, well, speaking of, so I guess I'll tell my story. Oh, yeah, you're welcome Ooh, for that segue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and this is a story. I don't think, uh, Abe, I'm sure you've never heard it. Chad, I can't remember if I've ever told you this story. Amelia, unfortunately, has heard this story about 800 million times. So, um, <laughs> um, but this is uh, not the story of my haunted house that I currently live in. It's actually the story of the haunted house that I grew up in. So go back to the 1970s. My dad bought this house. It was a duplex. If you know anything about Los Alamos, it's it's uh, a lot of the houses are these like government duplexes and quadruplexes that were built at various times. So like um, I think our house had been built in the 50s. So kind of in the era right after the Manhattan Project. Mm-hmm. And my dad bought one half of the duplex and the other half was owned by someone else. I'm going to go through all the neighbors um, who had lived over there. But at a certain point when I was probably a toddler, um, my dad bought the other half as well. And he remodeled it. Or like he did like some basic work, you know, kind of fixed it up. And then, you know, he rented it out. Um, this guy moved in. He was the local weatherman for the local, uh, AM radio station. Yes. And he would go on these like business trips or just vacations or whatever. And as I got a little bit older, he would pay me to go like watch his cats and feed the plants and, you know, all that stuff. And that was like real exciting for me at the time because he had cable and my parents didn't. (laughs) So, and this is like the 80s when I was like super into like cock rock, you know, as like a little nine year old. <laughs> Did you say cock rock? Cock rock. Please, yeah. Please define. Please define. Like, you yes, know, like, like poison, Def Leppard, you know, okay. rock, oh. like all that stuff. I think most people I... know him as hair bands, but hair bands. That's, that's the R rated model. I have never heard that phrase. Oh, before. I feel like I feel like that's a pretty standard uh yeah. descriptor. I mean it Mine. certainly it's fits with all the like cod pieces and tight vinyl pants and stuff. But okay. um the rub. Okay. So I would <laughs> there's the rub, so to speak. <laughs> um but so I would go over there and like he had these two cats. One was his black and white cat named Benny and then the other was a white cat. Don't remember the name of the cat. But I would go over, you know, water the plants, and then I would sit and watch MTV, you know, until like well after sundown. And this would have been around 87, you know, something like that. Um, So I was probably about 10 years old. Well, the way the the living room was situated, it was like there was a couch against one wall. The, the window looking out over the front yard is against the other wall. And then over to the left in the corner by the living room window was this open stairwell that went down into the basement and had this like kind of ledge around, but there was no door or anything. It was just like an open stairwell. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'd be sitting there watching, 
you know, poison and rat and whoever and being like, yeah, this is awesome. Meanwhile, like always have my eye on this fucking gaping abyss in the corner of the mm-hmm. room, uh-huh. you know? Well, there's one night I'm over there. I've got one of the cats on my lap, got the white cat on my lap. I'm watching. And I remember the specific music video. It was uh, kisses. Put the X in sex. and i hear this like sound and i that i couldn't quite place but it was like this kind of screaming sort of sound at first i thought it was the wind or something and so i'm ignoring it but then eventually i was like no that's an animal so i i meet the tv and i listen and i hear coming from up underneath me um this like you know uh Mm -hmm. like a cat it was yeah. like very clearly a cat howling. Um, so I'm like, oh shit, like the other cat got caught in something. You know, I have mm-hmm. the one cat in my lap, um, but Benny, the black and white cat, who was like the troublemaker cat. Something, something's going on with him. And it took me a second to pinpoint that it's like directly underneath me, which would have uh-huh. been this basement. So I have to go down and figure out what's going on with the cat. So I go down, I go around to the stairwell, flip the light switch. Nothing happens. Lights don't come on. Go down the stairs. And it's just like these like real narrow stairs that I remember have like green felt, you know, Mm. Uh go down into this basement. That's like probably 12 foot by 15 foot. I, I don't know the dimensions, but like, you know, kind of a moderate sized room along one wall was like a bank of ground level windows that looked out into the front yard into like a row of hedges that we had running in front of the house Mm -hmm. um and then in the middle of the room was like a big old pool table that my dad was storing and a few other things you know and then on the other wall towards the backyard was a big plywood door Uh and this door is like rattling like it's just like And I hear the cat behind the door, like, meow, meow, because there was a little sub basement that was probably about half the size of the main basement room. It was just cinder block with like a dirt floor and like mm-hmm. open rafters with like a hanging light bulb, you know? And I remember like the weird thing is no one ever put anything in that little sub basement. It was always empty. Uh-huh. Uh, but somehow the cat, I think just like through like, you know, the crawl spaces somehow fell down into this basement and was like stuck. So I'm like, okay, whatever I go. And there's like just enough moonlight coming in that I can kind of see the door rattling, you know? So I go flip the latch, swing open the door. The cat runs out. I'm about to close the door. And as I'm closing the door, I see something out of the corner of my eye that I thought (laughs) Chad's just like vibrating. there. No, no. Why do you know? (laughs) <laughs> of all people, you write horror movies. You, got it. Well. <laughs> <laughs> you know the rules. Yeah. Don't, don't. Yes. Uh, I see out of the corner of my eye what I thought was a doll, like um, like a life sized doll oh. wearing what I've described as a non Catholic. So I don't know what I'm talking about, but I've described as like a communion dress. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Amelia, you had a different word for it i think uh i think it was wearing a pinafore a pinafore possibly Mm -hmm. yeah it had like kind of it was like white kind of ruffly dress Mm -hmm. you know and it was like life size of like a little girl and i was just like that's weird like i'm not thinking anything (laughs) 
I'm not particularly spooked at this point, but I'm like, what? That's yeah. weird. So I reach up. You know, like I said, there's a little hanging light bulb with a pull string. Pull the string. The light comes on. I look over and there's a dead little girl <gasps> like against the wall. <laughs> um, oh my just God. like staring at me. And I remember she had like a little trickle of blood like coming from her hairline. She had like kind of dark <laughs> I want to say like auburny or almost like dirty blonde kind of not quite brown hair mm-hmm. and like a little trickle of blood is coming from her hairline like down her temple Oh my god! and her eyes she's just like staring at me and her legs are kind of like at a weird angle was she um, was she sta- she was lying down she was standing she was like what propped was up against the back wall oh okay. my god yeah <laughs> so I'm like I stared at her for a few seconds and then I fucking run of Mm. course and i'm not thinking ghost at this point i'm thinking my neighbor is a fucking serial killer oh my god right and i need to like (laughs) he's got like a dead girl stored in his basement while he's off you know you know touring the smithsonian or whatever the hell he was doing (laughs) so like i i i'm gonna go get my dad and like you gotta call the cops and i'm on my way out the front door to run around to get my dad and i real i stopped myself because as you guys can probably imagine, like little 10 year old Scotty had a hyperactive imagination. <laughs> <laughs> he gotten himself into trouble with this imagination a few times by like seeing things that weren't there and freaking out, you know? So I stopped myself and I'm like, and I'm not afraid that like, like I'm not going to be in trouble with my dad if he comes over and there's nothing there, mm-hmm. but he's going to make fun of me about it for ever mm-hmm. like yep. <laughs> like oh you know my dad's very much like a los alamos engineer you know he's like he believes what he can see and like that's it so if i go get him and he comes over and there's nothing there it's just i'm never gonna live it down yeah so i don't quite know where i found the balls to do this but i'm like i better go back down there and check and make sure that i saw oh, what yeah. i think i saw that's fair, so, dude. That's fair. That's yeah. fair to, 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 to even doubt yourself. I think that those moments, like uh, what you sh- what we share in common is like the second time that it happened to me, I was like, no, this is, you're making it up. Go, go figure it out. Right. And I will 100% cop to like the story gets ropes in some other people as I go, but like I will 100% cop to the possibility that all of this or the majority of this was something I imagined because this wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> I've imagined <laughs> something like this, you know. Um, but so I go back down, and like I remember getting to the top of the stairs and looking down, and like the the plywood door was still open, and I must have bumped the light bulb because it's kind of like I just see the swaying light in the sub basement. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> or or maybe the ghost bumped or, it, or, or maybe yeah. the dead little girl was like, was "Turn the fucking like, light off when you go." Yeah, were you born in a fucking barn? Big <laughs> money goes on trees. <laughs> I didn't even have electricity in my dad. day, you dick. <laughs> Turn it off. But Not so here. I go back down and I look in there, and there's nothing there. So. I'm like, okay, good to know. I imagined it. Turn the light off, close the door, make sure the cats are situated. Fuck off out of there. No more MTV for me that night. Um, (laughs) And then over the years, I kind of convinced myself that I imagined it. 
you know, kind of like what you were saying, Abe, like, uh, and I never told my parents, never told anybody. I did hear a story about how the neighbors that had lived there before my dad bought it had moved out hastily because they saw a ghost. Oh. Um, and that got, and I heard that, I think when I was in high school. So I was like, mm. but I still didn't, you know, tell anyone the story mm-hmm. or anything. Cut to freshman year of college. I'm up in uh, Alamosa, Colorado, and it's right before Halloween. And we're all sitting around in my friend's dorm room telling ghost stories. And I was like, hey, I've got one. Um, and I tell the story. That's the first time I'd ever told. The, I think it's the first time I'd ever told anyone the story. And everyone's like listening and appropriately spooked and everything. And well, one of my friends, she claimed that she could see like dead people. She claimed she had like extrasensory perception and was like at some point i want to come see that basement i was like okay whatever like it's and at that point my neighbor who had lived there he had moved out and my dad was in like a long process of remodeling like really doing like a heavy duty remodel of that Mm -hmm. half of the house so i was like well it's unoccupied so forever in los alamos you know we could go check it out christmas that year she was not from los alamos she was from colorado but other friends of mine uh who were that I'd gone to high school with were also going to college. You know, it was just a, just right over the border in Colorado. So this friend of mine who said she was psychic, she came home with another friend of mine for the Christmas break. And she called me, I think on Christmas Eve and was like, I want to see your fucked up basement. And I was like, <laughs> okay. And so I tell my dad, I was like, you know, my friend's Merry coming Christmas over. To you too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, happy holidays <laughs> well of course at this point i'm all like death metal boy so i'm like yeah let's go look at the fucked up basement you know <laughs> and i tell my dad my friend's coming over uh can i get the keys to next door and he's like why and i'm like well we're gonna go look at the fucked up haunted basement and he's just like at this point he knows who i am and he's just like <laughs> fine <laughs> you know um so he gives me the keys we go over there we're wandering through the house and she's kind of picking up vibes here and there. And at this point, it's just demolished. It's like, you know, my dad is in the middle of remodeling it. So there's no furniture. There's just like boards and construction materials and like open holes in walls. And, like, you know, it's just, it's just, it's a construction zone. And there's no electricity because I think my dad had had the power cut for some reason. So there's no electricity over there. So we're walking around with flashlights, you know. Oh, and then finally, she's like, well, let's go downstairs. So we go down into the basement and, you know, it's still, you know, got this outer basement, you know, the pool table's gone, everything else is gone, construction stuff all over the place. Still got the ground level windows that look out over the the, the front yard and still got this big plywood door that opens up into the sub basement. And so she's like, that's, that's the door. And I'm like, yeah, that's it. And so we go down and we open it. And at this point, my dad had knocked out the back wall of the sub-basement because he was going to put stairs down from the backyard into Mm -hmm. the basement. So he knocked out the back wall, and he just had sheets of plastic hanging there. Um, And then there was, like, a bunch of construction stuff, like, leaning up against the wall, like, you know, boards and plywood and things like that. And one thing I remember is looking at this sheet of plastic that opens up into, like, a hole that will then that then goes up into the backyard is that there was no wind because the plastic's just like perfectly still. Mm-hmm. And we're kind of feeling the vibe of something 
not quite like what you guys said about that feeling of being watched, but just mm-hmm. that there was something down there with us. And my friend, she goes to like step into the sub basement. She stops and looks at me. And I don't remember how she put it. It was either did someone die down here or was someone killed down here? Mm. And the moment she says it, all this stuff, this construction stuff that was leaning up against the wall, just like just <laughs> fell over. Oh, my God. So we fuck off out of there. (laughs) And then I think the next day or like a few days later, my dad's like, what'd you do? Like knocking over all like, I was like, sorry. Uh, (laughs) uh, So that was the end of the story for years. And then the house burned down uh, in the fire in the Los Alamos fire. I was convinced that um, when they bulldozed it, they were going to like find bodies or something, but they didn't find anything. Mm-hmm. And then back in around 2005, 2006, I'm living in Boston. I'm going to graduate school and a childhood friend. We had kind of reconnected, I think on like classmates.com and we're kind of, you know, emailing back and forth. And I mentioned something about my scary basement and he was like, what do you mean? Like scary basement? What are you talking about? And I was, I was a little reluctant to tell him like the details. Cause I was just like, I don't, I don't like, I don't want him to like, start giving me shit about it or whatever Mm -hmm. so like but he kind of like was persistent you know like what do you mean uh your scary basement you know so one night we were finally we were talking on the phone he was like you got to tell me what you're talking about with the with your scary basement and i was like well not my basement but the next door basement he was like "Uh uh-huh yeah i think he said something like yeah i figured and i was like Mm -hmm. oh okay and then so i tell him the story like i just told you guys and he gets really quiet and I was like, get to the end. And I was like, okay, well, that's the story of the scary basement. And he kind of like takes this long pause. Then he's like, well, Scotty, um, I guess I better tell you something. Oh. And I was like, what <laughs> do you need to tell me? And he was like, he had lived at, like, he had lived two doors down from me. We'd grown up together. Mm-hmm. So he was like, do you remember how when we were kids, your dad would pay us to do yard work. He would, uh, you know, pay us five bucks or whatever. I'd mow the lawns, you know, whatever. And then I guess this one, he was like, there was this one time he said, I think it was, we were probably about 12 years old. And he was like, you were out back mowing the back lawn. And I was out front trimming the hedges. If you remember, like I said, we had these hedges running in front of the house. He was like, I was on the backside of the hedges where those ground level windows were that looked down into the basement. He said, I was trimming the hedges and I looked down and I saw like a little kid's face pressed up to the window, like stare. And he said, like, there's little kids like looking at him. And he said, I thought it was a little boy, not a little girl. And then like immediately pulled back into the shadows. And he was like, I even went and got your dad. And we came over and looked. He was like, because I thought like some neighbor kid got in there. And he was like, we never found anything. But he was like, you could ask your dad. And I think I did ask my dad. My dad kind of had a vague memory of like, yeah, I kind of remember us looking around and we didn't find anything. But then this friend was like, the thing I realized later was that there, you know, these ground level windows were like eight feet off the ground. And there was nothing there for a little kid to be standing on to Mm. put their face to the window. So it's just a fucking floating, creepy kid face in the just window. Just a floating, creepy kid face. And he was like, he was like, I thought it was a little boy, but I didn't see the hair. And it's like, it was like, it's possible it was a little girl. I wonder how many of like the, if, if, if people weren't so afraid to say what they saw, if they right? would just, uh, 
find that there is more coincidences amongst the stories. You know, <laughs> something that happened in that house uh, where the two of the three events that happened to me took place was that years later, my, my uncle just said that he, he felt uh, as if someone had sat on the corner of his bed one night. Right. And he mm. was, he, there was a bed in that room. And he said that he felt like if somebody had sat in the bed and that was the only other thing. But, but I, I, I remember being like, if I could, if I could have told him before what had happened, he would yeah. like, we would have put two and two together and like, you know, unmasked them like Scooby-Doo. <laughs> right. Well, it's like, you know, my friend is going through thinking like, oh, I saw this creepy thing over at Scotty's house. And then here I have my whole story. And it took us until in our mid twenties to like sh- compare notes, you know? so yeah yeah fuck that story scotty yeah <laughs> it's so funny because you've heard it so many times and you react every time i tell the well, story because it's fucking creepy i like <laughs> the, the the fucking face in the window gets me every Sorry. time it's all good <laughs> it just it gets me every time because it's like terrifying and there's something like there's something i don't know to me there's something extra creepy about little kids like there's something very like sad and tragic about a child spirit stuck somewhere uh, when they should have been able to like move on. If, if that is the, the stuff that uh, you know, that you believe in. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Well, and I've had other friends, like I've told the story of the year since, and I had like one of my good friends in high school, I told the story and he was like a natural skeptic, but he kind of believed me. Cause he was like, I hated whenever I, he would come over uh, to my house. He was like, mm-hmm. I hated having to park down there. Cause my dad had like all these old cars parked in front of our house. <laughs> so anyone who was coming to visit had to park way down, like by the other half. Mm-hmm. and the and uh my friend was like he was like i hated having to park down there because i'd you know walk be walking up the sidewalk or walking across your yard he was like i always felt like someone was watching me through the living room window of what at the time was vacant because my dad my dad spent like years um remodeling it yeah and then of course the house fucking burned um, so, <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, man. I like I, you know, was holding out hope for something for for some crazy thing to have happened there. Um Yeah, and I've never I've never done any research. I for whatever reason I've been like reluctant to like try and find out like were there any missing kids from, mm. you know. And like I said, yeah. they bulldozed it. They never like never turned up any bodies buried under the basement, so yeah, that was kind of the wonderful thing about being at Barter is that because it had been around for so long, because it was started during the Depression, and Abingdon itself is, you know, has a has a a long history as well. Like, uh, you can go and find out everything. Like, you can find out, uh, gosh, where we the space that we used to rehearse in, and I think they still use it as a rehearsal space. There's a big elevator, like a freight elevator, in it, mm-hmm. and we like humans are not allowed in the elevator because I guess it like kind of has a mind of its own, but it is, um, the space was originally a church. So there are rooms Uh, in mm. the space, uh, that were like where like the priest and all that stuff would live. And I guess, I think a nun died in the elevator and it's been like fucked up and haunted ever since. There's also the, um, 
so where barter theater is now is what used to be city hall in Abingdon. Mm -hmm. And then across the street is, uh, the Martha Washington Inn, which is a hotel. But during the civil war, it was, I think it was a school and it got converted into a Confederate hospital. Mm. Um, and they built a tunnel under main street that went from the basement of the Martha to the basement of city hall. Mm. And in the basement, again, stay out of theater basements in the (laughs) basement of barter theater. There is still that portion of the tunnel. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you can go in and it's collapsed. Like um, I think they were like redoing main street or like putting in the water mains or something. And the, the tunnel collapsed, but no, 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 no. Because the story is, is that the tunnel collapsed while Confederate soldiers were down there. And so one, one ghost is stuck haunting the basement of the barter and the other ghost haunts the basement of Martha. And there, when they were redoing the barter theater, they did a massive renovation in like 93, 94, 95, I think. Mm -hmm. And they were working around the clock. They were like 24 hours a day. They had crews there doing this to, to, to get the renovation done. And it was a night crew and something happened. And I don't remember what it was, but every single person in the crew put down their tools and they were like, we're done. We quit. We're not doing this anymore. And they walked out from there. You know, they were in there like two, three, four in the morning working on it. And they were just like, we're gone. Because Barter has such a long history, there's a lot of famous people who've worked at Barter. Ernest Borgnine was one of them. He had his own personal ghost story. Oh, wow. That he would tell people. Yeah. So it's like, it's great when there's like a documented history Mm -hmm. of the stuff that you can go and look at. Yeah. Like, it's too bad that there is. Like, I wish you know, did know. <laughs> I mean, I one thing I've thought about, though, with it is like, I don't know if there would be, because I don't think if there was a ghost in that house of a little girl, like, I don't think it's from like post uh, Manhattan Project era forward, because the way she was dressed was like very 1800. So I'm like, this is like could be some little pioneer girl who just got lost right. in the woods. Yeah, you know? yeah. Cause it's like very rural. I mean, even today, like we were on the perimeter, like behind my backyard was the Santa Fe national forest, you know? Yeah. So like, yeah. And I mean, that's a little bit of the stuff like we know, you know, Chad mentioned earlier, uh, the, the story about the chemo Chad, do you want to tell that story real fast? We're fine on time, right? Like oh, yeah. totally fine on time. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah. Chad, do you want to tell the chemo ghost story? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think the story goes, and I'm, I'm going to probably miss some of the specific details, but, uh, a young boy, Bobby was killed, uh, when I believe it was their water heater or it was, Oh, that's right. There was, there was an explosion that happened and he was killed. So, and this was when it was a movie theater. Mm-hmm. So the legend is that when performers take the stage at the chemo, they have to leave an offering to him at a, a shrine that's sort of built for him backstage. And there's like ballet shoes and donuts and like mm-hmm. toys and all this, all this stuff, you know, again, the skeptics, there's a lot of people that have debunked that story and are like, it's not, it's not true. It's not accurate. But, you know, again, like at the end of the day, I'm like, my take is, is it going to kill me to put a donut in this right. yeah. <laughs> like to make sure that the show goes on right. uh, no it's not so i'm not going to tempt you know i'm not going to tempt is you know as shakespeare says more things in heaven and earth than are dreamt of in your philosophy i'm not right i'm not, not going to yeah. tempt that i'm gonna yeah. leave it donut 
Yeah. I'll leave the donut. It's fine. The least you can do. Yeah. The moral of the story is leave a donut if you can. The, yeah. <laughs> and like stay out of the basement. Yeah. Stay out of the basement. Stay out of the basement. Yeah. Yep. And Abe, you're living in an old building. Any, yeah, like, I'm yeah, living. Uh, I mean, it's LA. So, I mean, like LA, everything is haunted. It's, it's, yeah. But this, this building is, will be a hundred years old next year. Wow. Um, and it has withstood. Also, they just built things to last. So maybe like ghosts last longer because things just lasted longer back then. Um, <laughs> I don't know. But, but this, this building is solid. It's, it's survived all the major earthquakes. And there are some buildings uh, in and around town that have not. There has been, uh, just a weird amount of oh man this is terrible i, I don't want to like i can't talk about where i live but i um <laughs> uh, but yes. there's been a, I've, I've there's been a lot of people that have died who've lived in this building mm. um wow. and uh one of them i was doing a, so i was in a different unit i've always lived in this building since moving to la uh it's kind of like this little old find from a, from a time when uh los angeles was trying to build up like mm -hmm. uh, New York, and then they just realize they have more space, so they stop building up. So you, yeah. you'll see these pockets of like weird Art Deco neighborhoods from the twenties, right? Uh, and there's some of that stuff in downtown LA as well. So pretty much it started from downtown and moved into, uh, you know, I, I live fairly close to downtown, and it was uh, six in the morning, and I was doing some voiceover recordings in in my then really small closet. And I heard somebody scream really loud and enough that my microphone picked it up and my studio Ooh. wasn't as soundproof as this one. And apparently it was, uh, so I live on the, the highest floor and the only thing that's above me is the penthouse. And my neighbor who I had never met was really just, uh, he, he was a violinist and, uh, and he would come in and out as, 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 as he pleased he had jumped off he'd actually jumped off and so i oh, heard him oh my god uh, i heard him jump off the roof and and hit the hit the floor Ooh. and scream um and then <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is terrible so uh that would have been um, my reaction too yeah <laughs> so there was this neighbor and she moved into the penthouse and uh, then she left the penthouse for I don't know what reason. Uh, I'm, everyone that's moved into the penthouse has moved out of the penthouse. That's all I can say about that. Mm. Um, and I was offered to live in the penthouse at a really decent price. And I probably would have taken that if prices were like, if if I would have known what this thing would have been worth today, I'd probably just been like, ghost or no ghost, we're parking it here. <laughs> yeah. you know, haunt me. Um, yeah. But uh but but this woman moved to a different floor and was going through a really hard time and um, had her vehicle had crashed. And, and so in my building, getting a parking spot, it's like people have been on a wait list for like five, seven years. Oh, yeah. You know, so that area of terms. Yeah. Yeah. So when a parking spot becomes available, there's a hierarchy to things. And I had been there, you know, five and a half years at that point. And um I, I find out, you know, that, that there's no, no car in that spot anymore. So, uh, I, I ask her if, if, if I could pay her to use her spot, because otherwise you have to wake up in my neighborhood at six in the morning and All do right. what I call the parking wars, where it's just like you fight people for the available parking lots on the, on the street. Yeah. 
Um, and so that gets old after that many years. Um, <laughs> so uh, she says, yeah, and I'm paying her and uh, everything is going good. All the transactions are going smooth. And then she stops responding to my texts about like, hey, when can I come over to pay you for the parking? And uh, I'm, I'm slipping cash under her door for like two more weeks after that. Uh, and then they find her dead in her bathtub. Ooh. Uh, Dude. Wow. And they're wow. not sure if she OD'd. There was also a, a, a boyfriend figure who came in and probably got spooked and tried to clean things up. Anyway. Oh, no. Uh, it was crazy. It was crazy. There was a lot of questions being asked. Um, I'm sure they were like, what is this money that is yeah. under the door? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That we're was like, exactly. paying for a parking spot. Yeah. 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 So oh. that that's what I mean. Like, that was... And I'm like, I'm in grad school at the time. I was like, am I about to get involved with this? Like, it looks so shady that I'm sticking cash in an envelope underneath the door of someone who's, and uh, my, yeah, oh my God. my girlfriend and I, and this is terrible. This is terrible. My girlfriend and I, we had joked about, we saw the coroner when they were coming into the building and we joked, I was like, maybe we, we just inherited a parking spot. And she was, she was gone. Oh, uh, man. So, so you know, rest in peace. That's yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Yeah. No, I know. I know it's so awkward. I don't mean to laugh. I just like that. It's like, and we did, and you know, rest in peace. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, that that like morbid joke that kind of comes back to bite you. Like, yeah. I remember in college. It was right after the Jean Benet Ramsey thing. We were sitting mm -hmm. around, and the story came on the news. Um, we we're sitting around my friend's apartment, and the story comes on the news. And my other friend, who hadn't heard the story, she sees the little picture of Jean Benet, you know, her little like beauty pageant mm -hmm. picture. Mm -hmm. And just being a snotty college person, she's just like, oh my God, kill it. <laughs> and we were like, um, they did. They did. Oh, like, and she was like, well, she was so. She's like, I didn't know. I didn't. I was just making a joke. Nope. We're like, we Sorry. know, but that's nope. Yeah, was, like lesson learned. When you see the the cute picture of the little girl on the news, like, don't make the joke because yeah, there's, there's limited reasons why she's gonna be on the news. Right. You know? Oh, jeez. Yeah. Ooh, uh, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Enough of <laughs> enough of that. Um, so, Chad, um, where can we find that web series? Uh, well, it's actually so. Yeah, this is hitting before uh, Halloween. We are doing a premiere at the Guild Cinema. Nice. Uh, on October thirtieth, ten thirty screening. Nice. Um, and if you can't make it to the Guild thereafter, or if you live in LA and like an old scary haunted building um then uh you can find it on youtube that's some scary shit is the name of the yes. show nice. on facebook instagram um yeah the show which will may or may not ever keep us from getting actual distribution um, <laughs> or it may help us who knows who knows um just turn knows. it into an exclamation, turn the I into an exclamation point. And yeah, we, and then you're golden. And Scotty, oh, let's did. go to this. Like, yeah. do, we, do we need to pre-purchase pre tickets or what I the think heck? it's tickets at the door. Like you can pre-purchase them. You can't purchase them online the way Keith has it set up uh, okay. this particular event. But Jordan's going to be there. Um, Jesse is going to be there. I think he's giving away some swag. And I think I heard an overnight stay 
Okay. If you oh, actually want to nice. stay at the Painted Lady, you can enter a raffle uh, for your chance to win a stay there. I'm, I'm going to enter everyone I know into it. I won't <laughs> yeah. enter you, Chad. I won't enter you, but I'm going to enter no. everybody else I know into it. <laughs> they better get it. Uh, so yeah, yeah, out. but it's it should be fun. And seriously, of all the stuff that we've done, this just, again, like being behind the camera on it and shooting it and just, I, I sort of just sit there as an observer and just kind of, this one was weird. This one yeah. was real oh, weird. Oh, man. Yeah, check it well, out. I'm, yes, I'm excited. Yes. yes, that's what we'll do for Halloween. I'll put up the like "Go Away Kids" sign on my gate. Uh, no trick or treat. Well, it's the candy. night before, so fortunately, you you can do it. It's October third. Okay. okay, you yeah. can say. I mean, you can use that as an excuse if you want. That totally. I've gone yeah. to see some scary shit. So will the will the YouTube be live on October 30th as well? No, I think it's going to post later. So the event Got on it. October 30th is just at the Guild. Yes. And then we're going to post the full episode in its entirety um, probably soon, probably on Halloween. I imagine Tommy gets these up pretty quick. So All right. And this nice. is this is a series, right? So you've done other yeah. places. Yeah. So we've done Madrid. Um, we've done like mm -hmm. full things at Madrid, Old Town. Tommy and his wife, Kamani, and they've got their own story. They like met because of their affinity for Ghostbusters. Yes. And like their first date, Tommy has like a full replica of the proton pack that was built. And like he and his wife are running around playing with it, like match made in heaven. That's um, awesome. But they've done El Rancho and Gallup. They've done the St. James in Cimarron. Mm -hmm. um, I think a few other places. Like Tommy just kind of goes somewhere and like, he's like, I'm just going to insert myself and investigate. Like he yeah. wants to stay overnight at the Santa Fe prison. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to go there midday. I hate that yeah. place with a passion. Yeah. That place scares the hell out. Uh, yeah. yeah, that place is... I have heard it's dark. I've I've been in there. It's genuinely freaky. I've met yeah. people out here in LA who've worked on sets there. And mm -hmm. like that, that was their only connection to me when I would say New Mexico. Yeah. yeah. For yeah. anybody listening who is like, what the fuck is going on with the Santa Fe prison? It was the site of uh, a major riot in 1980. I think 1980. Yeah, I think it was 1980. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. it was brutal. It was it was basically. It was I, I think it's still considered the worst prison riot in the United States. I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, if you really want to ruin your day, you can go and look into it. I guess. <laughs> yeah, um, there's actually a book called The Devil's Butcher Shop. That's mm -hmm. about it. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, that okay. I read when I was like way too young to be. I think my <laughs> my one of my brothers got it uh, for like Christmas or something. <laughs> Uh, and I was like, what is this? And then started reading it. And I was like, oh my God, it, this is a hellscape. Uh, yeah. so yeah, like I said, if you want to ruin your day, you can go and look into the Santa Fe prison ride of 1980. Um, awesome. Yeah. Okay, cool. So we're going to check that out. Abe, what have you got coming down the pipeline? Um, <laughs> you know, like counter to counter to what we're doing. So <laughs> I did my first ever Spanish uh, language audio book for children. Yes. And, uh, yeah. the, the, the American title is Gwendolyn, the ladybug plans a picnic. Oh. In Spanish is Gwendolyn mm. la mariquita planea un día de campo. And uh, it was written actually by one of our, uh, the mother of one of our good friends, Daniel Garcia's mom, Chayo. Yes. She wrote it, and it's just a lovely, lovely story. So uh, we're giving we're giving her a lot of love and a lot of push uh, yeah, yeah. there. Nice. Um, so uh, I don't know if you're listening to this and have kids and want to get this out of your mind. Maybe check out that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Check out the audio. I will. I will add uh, show notes for that's some scary shit and for uh, this book. 
Nice. Yeah. You all, thank you so much for coming yeah. on here and sharing your spooky stories with us. A lot of fun. Uh, yeah. yeah like, like I said, when we, when we kind of came up with this idea, the two of you were our, like go-to because uh, one, we know you guys aren't like, you guys will have good stories to tell and you are good storytellers and that you would be game and not be like, this is bullshit. Ghosts aren't real. Yeah. <laughs> you know, even if you are like skeptical that I would still be like, this is some stuff that I have witnessed. So yeah. thank you so much. You guys have been awesome for coming on here. Um, uh, yes. Hand nice. hearts all around uh, for our <laughs> listeners. Thanks so much for listening. Have a spooky Halloween. Be safe. You know, try not to dress as anybody's cultures. Um, yeah. Stay weird. There you go. <laughs> stay curious. And we will see you guys in a few weeks. Bye. Bye.